trivia, a good Baylor softball trivia question. Glenn Moore joining us now. And, Coach, it was fun to get to visit with you. Um, you know, recently we hadn't seen each other in a while. And, uh, you know, I, during the season I always feel like John Morris kind of has the market cornered on Glenn Moore conversations. And it just hit me the other day. I was like, well, I can, you know, I could try to get Glenn on myself. And so here we are today. So I'm excited to catch up with you a little bit. Man, I feel like I have arrived and uh, reaching the <laughs> pinnacle of my career right now. It's great to be here, Matt. Thank you. Twenty-two years, you've climbed the mountain, and here, here is Glenn Moore on the Matt Mosley Show. Now, you know, I, I, uh, the other night, um, you know, and it's it just, it's really interesting to see. We got new coaches. We got coaches who've been around a long time. Now, Mitch is coming back. But I mean, twenty-two years in the program, and and coach, you've had such great moments, and it just seems like with the NIL and the transfer and all, you you kind of almost have to constantly reinvent yourself a little bit. I was paying close attention when you started getting a couple of transfers this summer. Have you? Um, at first, did you kind of were you hesitant to use the portal, or did you kind of dive into the portal when that whole thing started a couple of years ago? You know, I'm from Mississippi, so I'm already slow a little bit, and I I was a, a <laughs> little I'm, I'm a I'm a traditionalist, and I don't like a whole lot of change. Unfortunately, we get left behind if you think that way too often, and so no, I was a little bit behind the the game. But you you watch the the teams that are attending the world series in the last few years and half their rosters are made up of uh, portal transfers. And, um, you know, so we, we, we were a little slow learning, but we, we dove into it the last two years actually, and did pretty well. Yeah, I would say so. And to remind folks, there was somebody that came in from SFA in July, I believe it was that, uh, that grabbed my interest, but, uh, Amber Tovin comes in from Arizona, uh, Presley, uh, 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 Pylon comes in from LSU. Tell us a little bit about some of these uh, transfers. And you already had a team that went out and won that uh, uh, that that tournament. That was a really interesting decision because at first I was like, really, do they want to go out there? And then y'all, not only did you go out there, you won the whole thing. So obviously, I think you ended up being really glad you did that. But what? How will these uh, players I just mentioned, the transfers, fit in with already a talented returning crew? Well, yeah, and if you don't mind, I'll mention that tournament to start with. It was a tough decision when you're a, a program that's uh, you know consistently going to the NCAs, and that's your expectations. But we were a very young team, and I don't think there were articles written about it. I don't think we were given the credit we deserved with the, the type of schedule we played, the three teams that we had nine losses to in the Big 12 finished one, two, and three in the, in the nation. So that being said, I felt this team had the right attitude, the right mentality. Talked to Scott Drew about uh, his win, win in the NIT, uh, got some advice from some people that had been there. It was still a risk. But um, uh, we went out there and the girls bought into it. We had one senior on the team, uh, one senior starter, and uh, one junior and the rest were freshmen and sophomores. So we thought it'd give us some extra practices and, uh, uh, you know, get the team going in the right direction. So having said that, uh, we did visit the portal uh, and uh, were able to bring in those two that you mentioned who are 
uh, you know, coming out of high school and travel ball, we're two of the top middle infielders in the country. And uh, we're very fortunate to get them to come to Baylor, and they're already looking good in practices. We also signed the uh, the top hitter in the uh, in the Southland Conference two years ago, uh, Sh- Shailen Govan out of Stephen F. Austin. And um, then uh, two years ago, Matt, we brought in two kids from from uh, Fresno State that uh, were difference makers a pitcher and an outfielder that's going to be one of the top outfielders we've ever had. So the talent is uh, improving. We're more athletic than we have been in the last four or five years. Uh, so if we can just stay healthy, we're pretty excited about our chances of getting back to where uh, this program is supposed to be. Uh, Coach Moore, what can you do like right now? Can you you know get some workouts in, get in the, uh, get in the weight room, conditioning? I, I notice you have some camps coming up, and I know that's a very important thing that you get that y'all do for uh really a nice range of ages but what what are you trying to accomplish uh this time of year so it really never ends in this sport i get a little break we get a little break around christmas but either you're you're doing some form of recruiting almost uh you know 10 11 months out of the year anyway so a lot of it is around uh promoting your program right now which uh we could go Today, actually, we were able to call and contact high school uh, uh, juniors. So we're in the process of setting up official visits and contacting those. As far as our own campus, we're in our off-season working up to our non-traditional 20-hour week. So right now we're in an eight-hour week in, in the uh, working out weight room and conditioning uh, four days a week at 6 a.m. And then uh, we're doing individual training uh, position play and batting practice right now with coach who coach Newman and coach Diaz doing the bulk of of the, the individual work right now well Hoot will be in there yeah he's uh he's really embraced this opportunity you've given him and it's kind of been fun to talk to him because he's fallen in love with uh with softball after all many years around baseball now, it had to be fun for you uh uh coach Moore to look out at uh Midway and and I mean it was like two World Series championships and then the Little League World Series champs and I know they they are no strangers to making it that far but I think uh, to go out there and perform like they did can you uh, I guess you can't really get commitments yet can you from that age but it, that no. has to be neat for you to see you know some of those great young players uh, right here in your own backyard. Well, no doubt about that, and that's been the case since we moved here 22 years ago. That uh, organization has just uh, been pretty amazing with the talent that it's developed. And, man, you won't find a, a Power 5 school in this country that has the luxury of recruiting uh, their area any more than we have. You'll look back at our roster. We've had some great ones. Uh, Lindsey Cargill, All-American. Shelby Frydenberg, All-American from Bruce Valetti. Um, so this area is certainly the coaches in this area, the, the little leagues and the travel ball. Uh, they are they are certainly uh, doing their job and helping these kids have the best opportunity. Not not to just move on to Baylor, but these kids are going to schools all across the country and certainly in the state of Texas. So it's a it's a softball area. My first game at uh, Getterman Stadium to to witness was a Midway Little League game, and I. I walked up to it and uh, it was packed. And I said, "Man, if this community <laughs> will support Little League in this direction, this way, then uh, we're going to have a, a 
great support in softball, and we surely have. That's just the softball community, and we we benefit from it greatly. Yeah, it's fun, and you're right. You play in a uh, a tremendous conference. Do you feel like when there's a team that breaks out, boy, y'all were dominant for years. Oklahoma has become very dominant. Is it one of those iron sharpens iron? I mean, you talked about it. The the, the problem is, of course, you got these three teams that are the greatest teams in college, so you, you end up with your record maybe looks worse than it should be. Do, do you – what what is that like when you approach the season like that and you know not only is this the best team like Oklahoma it's probably the best stretch in college softball history and they're right here in your you know does that does that just motivate you even more when you have to face something like that? Well, I don't want to play them too many times, but I, I certainly <laughs> I played them four times last year, got them four times on the schedule this coming year, so uh, it's it's. Uh, I'm 56 years old, been doing this since at a pretty high level since I was 12 years old. So I am uh, not the coach that wants to run rule opponents and, and have uh, no hitters against teams that are not good. I want the challenge of competition, and I believe you need to play someone better than you to get better. And, and uh, even when your team is young like we were last year, we we gained a lot of momentum and confidence by playing some of those teams, and it'll make us better now. <clears throat> From those that don't pay attention to that, it might look like we're struggling a little bit more than we are, but there's a bigger uh-huh. picture in sight for us. Yeah, I would say so. Y'all had a really good result. I think it was against University of Texas last year, and, and I, I, I love it that you just keep fighting these people no matter uh, where they where they go. Now, if I ask you who is your greatest player ever, you were talking about the local players from Tomball, Texas, who would who would be the first name to come to mind? <laughs> well, I I hate to do I hate to <laughs> you know a coach doesn't like to do that, but it's hard to argue with a three time All American and Brett Reagan. She was she was a, the real deal and would have been a four time All American. She tore her knee up at a tournament in Alabama at Alabama and uh, didn't get in enough games to be considered as the only reason we think she wasn't a four-time All-American. So she was pretty special. Well, yeah, and, I mean, what that wasn't your only player from there. Uh, um, you know, with Jordan Daniels. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah it's, uh, it, I, I, uh, I was good. I had to bring that up because uh, that's my cousin, by the way. I meant to tell you that the other night. The, uh, that, well, the, you know, there's, <laughs> there's more things, Matt, that, that make uh, a quality athlete, student athlete, than just the, the ability to play. Uh, I thought you were getting at Brett, but Jordan is certainly <laughs> one of my favorites. She, I just, no, I. That's for that's funny because I I was like man I thought I had that one and then I heard you say it and I'm like yeah that's right she was pretty she's one of the greatest <laughs> players I I picked the wrong way to introduce that but yeah uh, I, think Jordan, yeah. <laughs> I think Jordan would be okay with me uh, mentioning Brad in that that situation yeah yeah what a uh, what what a deal over the years and and uh, you know I last year uh, I, I even in that tournament we were talking about. Uh, Lily Benford uh, ends up getting, I believe, the, the tournament MVP. I, I know she's coming back this year. I mean, what somebody like that that's already taken a leadership role, has some power, uh, had, a, I think, a two-home run game. I was looking that up earlier. Uh, maybe it was against Kansas. What does uh, uh, what is somebody like that, that really seems like somebody 
that's that's brought a lot of uh, a passion and and uh, and just overall talent to the team. Yeah, we we're very uh, happy with how she's progressed. Coach Newman's developed her into a, uh, I think, one of the top pitchers in the conference. She can beat good lineups as a pitcher, and she's just an all-around athlete. Can play multiple positions. That probably hurts her a little bit that we spread her thin, but she's that has that kind of talent certainly with the bat as well runs well second fastest on our team last year and she's a pitcher and great change up she pitched all four of those games uh with exception of a few innings maybe four innings that we uh, played against kansas i think we brought in dari orm and dari was our number one pitcher but she was out after splitting uh hurting her hand in uh warm-ups to be honest with you at the big 12 tournament uh, but she is uh, certainly a spark and one that is uh, respected among her peers. Who who was your mentor, like in in softball pitching? Like what who who would you look back and say this is who I learned the most from? Because it's such a art, and and boy, when you have one, it, a lot of them start when they're nine, ten years old, maybe even earlier. Uh, developing yeah. that where did you who who do you feel like you learned the most in that department from well yeah I'd have to say my dad he was a, a top pitcher in the southeast and um, certainly idolized him wanted to be like him and he was hard on me and the good ones uh, if they see a little talent in you they, they push you and, and I certainly think he did but there's been uh, quite a few that have played a role either helping me with a certain pitch uh, um, Eddie Fainer with the King of Court was, uh, you know, my boss for three years and uh, had a had a first row seat and watching the greatest of all times, uh, you know, do his thing. He was beyond his prime, but he still had the knowledge and was able to help me develop. Rich Hop- Hoppy was another one from out in uh, California that that helped me greatly. Uh, but I could name probably twelve or fifteen that I stole information from to help develop me into the the pitcher that i became man the king in his court now that's a legendary type uh situation where when were uh when in your career were you around him i played 90 91 and 92 as a pitcher and uh that's a that's a story in itself he had actually had a heart <laughs> attack the night before and and oh, i no. was playing against him and he he, uh, and I was offered a contract by Rich Hoppy, uh, who was r- running the organization at the time. So, yeah, that was a kind of jump-started my career. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, in fact, I was just uh, I was just looking up from Walla Walla, Washington. And uh, that's just funny. There are names that you've kind of heard of all your life. Uh, and, and the guy you just mentioned, Eddie Fainer, is one of them, the king he was called and uh, born in 1925. That is, uh, in, in fact, uh, do you still have any of the um, the old uh, memorabilia, like any of your old uh, jerseys and, and things like that? Hanging on my wall in my office. I, I consider it a great <laughs> honor to have been a part of that organization. So, yes, I have some quite a bit of uh, the, the king in his court uh, memorabilia. And what I was don't the know most... if any, not too many people know, Matt, who the King of Court is. I used to be able to walk into the home of a great pitcher and mention that I pitched for Eddie Fainer's team, and uh, their eyes would get big. And now it's like mentioning Minnie Por- Pearl to these kids or something. <laughs> nobody knows. No. You, you, you don't think they're watching? They they grew up watching Hee Haw, you know, like some of us <laughs> did. 
Golly. Apparently not. But I tell you this, I make sure my team knows the history and each year they better know who Eddie Fainer was and they better know how to spell his last name. So that's important to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can tell. What was the, what was the most interesting trip you ever went on or was there, was there one particular raucous type, uh, uh, crowd that you, that you pitched in front of? Uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, although, uh, there were many, but, uh, we play, we played in a prison, a uh, 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 top security, maximum security prison in Lowell, Massachusetts. I believe I have the city right. And, uh, and we were allowed, we were strip searched going in and, uh, we were allowed one bat and we had a lot of comedy in our, in our program. And, uh, and, uh, that was not the night to use it. Uh, the, the umpire was not a happy guy and, uh, they looked mean and, uh, not happy to be there as you would imagine. Uh, so I remember that vividly, and you didn't know whether you were supposed to win or not because you wanted to come out of there. And <laughs> that was a, that was among many. That was that was one of the the, the top memories of my uh, three years out there on the road. What what was it? Did you have like a a riser? I mean, I bet you put some heat on it. Uh, just knowing your size, and boy, you're still physically fit. I saw you the other night. I'm like, my gosh, the guy does not age. What was the uh, what was your what was your best pitch? Was it your uh, change up or which which one could you put the most movement on? Yeah, well, I I was a drop ball pitcher for the most part, but we threw rise, drop, and change. So you needed to throw hard. Uh, that was the the key to having success. So I threw good speed, and of course, the rules have changed a little bit. Uh, we could leap halfway to the mound, and when you're six foot four, that's uh, forty six feet. You're throwing from about 30, 32. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not much reaction time for the batter. So there's a little bit of an advantage, probably why the sport died out for men. It's not a lot of offense and that's not exciting for the fans. <laughs> you got to be ready to field though. If they do catch one, you're kind of exposed up there. That's uh and I, I say that for a guy who's taken a couple of shots off his head as a softball, of course, not going fast pitch like you were. This was, this was the slow pitch softball, and the Mosley reaction time was not some of the best. And the sad thing is, in intramurals, we pitched to our own guys, and we had a six-seven guy who didn't know where to hit it, like you should know in softball, and he ripped one, and and all I could do. Oh, and by the way, I was pitching with a broken arm, so I didn't have a glove on to protect myself. <laughs> oh my so, if you're ever wondering why I'm the way I am, that that just sheds a <laughs> tiny bit of light on it. But uh, well, uh, coach, it was fun to to visit with you. I loved getting to see you the other night, and uh, and I uh, I just just know I always uh, am keeping up with things. And uh, now that now that you've been on, we're gonna have to do this some more. Well, I tell you what, I would uh, bring. Uh, you met, mentioned Curtis earlier. I was listening. Some of those guys have come out and taken batting practice. And you have an invitation to come out and uh, join the media when we have media day and take some batting practice. We'll slow it down. We'll put a pitching machine out there and just let you take some hacks and see if you can take one out of Getterman Stadium. And we'll sign it, get some of the girls autograph it, and let it, let you put it on your desk. If you will, if you will have your players leave the premises, I really don't want anybody watching that kind of thing. But I'll I may I'll try to rise to the challenge. But uh, I I appreciate the invitation. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's been a pleasure. 
You bet. It was fun. There he goes. Coach Moore, Baylor's uh, longtime softball coach, tremendous program, has been for a long, long time, and he's got it headed back to where it was, which if you go back to 2014, some of those years going uh, to the uh, College World Series, uh, it's not out of the realm. They've got a lot of talent there, and he's bringing in more talent, and so uh, lots of excitement around that program. Okay, we've got a, a scare to share with you, and it involves the Cowboys quarterback, uh, 